Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. It is going to be warm. Well, it is right now. I mean, it's 27 degrees, and it appears we're just going to have scorching heat. Not like the last couple of weeks when we'd have a severe thunderstorm watch as well. That might be thrown in a little later, but it's it's going to be hot. And that means you're going to be looking for relief from the heat. You might end up at a pool. You might end up at a, uh, a lake. What you have to always remember is to cover up. Sometimes I think it's easier just to cover up with clothes than to even begin to figure out what sunscreen you should be putting on your body. Lisa Kellett is a certified dermatologist. She joins us today. Hello, Lisa. Hello. It is getting a little confusing out there when it comes to what sunscreen I should be putting on myself or my children. Does it have to be that confusing? No, you know, we, we break it down. So, so there are a couple of things, ways to approach sun protection. Uh, the first is uh, you have to look at other things that you can do besides sunscreen uh, because everyone just goes immediately to sunscreen. So things like sun protective clothing are a great idea if you didn't want to use sunscreen, uh, hats, uh, and also, you know, being reasonable about when you're out in the sun. Avoid the sun between the hours of 10 and 4. However, yes, if you do want I'm to glad use sunscreen, you got the however. Continue. Yeah. yeah. So if you do want to use sunscreen, uh, there are a number of things that, that you can do. Uh, one is to look at the different formulations. So there are multiple formulations available. What we do suggest for people to do is to look for sunscreen that has both UVA and UVB protection and has been approved by Health Canada which means it will have either an NPN number on it or a DIN number on it. And that will be marked clearly on, uh, on the product itself. Now, DIN, drug identification number, what's the NPN? A natural product number. So, it's, it's, oh. it's, so it would contain things like titanium dioxide or zinc oxide. So for people who are concerned uh, about things like oxybenzone, which is a common ingredient in sunscreens, there are other sunscreens available that are titanium dioxide or zinc oxide based. Is oxybenzone uh, a concern? I mean, as you say, for people who are concerned about it, what is the issue that oxybenzone may cause? Well, you know, there, there are a number of um, reports. I mean, the, the bottom line is we have to look at peer-reviewed uh, journals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was a report that, that it might uh, cause uh, environmental damage to coral reefs. As I said, I don't think that the consensus is there quite yet in terms of uh, peer-reviewed journals. Um, so, you know, you have to look at evidence and, and look at things in total rather than just one report. Um, however, if people say, well, I, I look at this report, and I'm concerned about it, then they can use um, other ingredients such as titanium dioxide or zinc oxide and also, as I said, sun protective clothing as well. Isn't it enough just to wear clothes? I sometimes think this is a big marketing fad that it's the SPF 15 clothes. I thought as long as I've got some material between my skin and the sun, that's better than nothing. 
Well, you know, it, it, it's it's better than nothing, but quite frankly, some T-shirts might only contain uh, what we, we call uh, in clothing, we use it uh, UPF mm. uh, as ultraviolet protection factor, not SPF, but it would be the equivalent in, in a clothing. And it's actually tested. So there are tests that they do where they take an order of clothing and actually shine um, shine light through it, and they actually measure the amount of light that actually is, um, is ref- either reflected um, off of that clothing. So they, it is a standardized mm. test. Um, and, and really, if you're looking at, like, a, let's say, a wet white T-shirt, the SPF of that on normal T-shirt would be very, very low. So, so these sun protective um, uh, clothing is actually um, ones that have been tested properly uh, actually do uh, carry their weight in terms of what they deliver. All right. Okay, then I, it's not just a fad or a trend. Uh, back to the oxybenzone versus mm-hmm. the zinc or titanium dioxide. Is one better than the other, or do they both do a a good job? You just have to make the decision of whether or not you're going to believe the coral reef reports or go with the zinc oxide. Right. They both, as I said, as long as they they, they are both, all three of those are known ingredients in sunscreens. Uh, and as I said, if you you are going with a sunscreen that, that has been approved by Health Canada, you are okay. I would caution people when they go to health food stores, for example, many of those things um, are not approved by Health Canada. So um, they come into the country via, via various routes mm. and they have not been approved. So I would caution people that if the the product says it has an SPF of 30, for example, and the government and the Health Canada has not approved that, it may not be, in fact, uh, a product with an SPF of 30. When do you put sunscreen on a child? What age? Well, what we recommend is uh, when they're very young, we actually recommend keeping children out of the sun when they're very, very young. Uh, Once they are able to get up and walk and start to move, then you can look at putting sunscreen on them. Uh, another, as I said, another uh, option is to use the, the sun protective clothing, uh, especially if they're going to be out swimming and, mm-hmm. and use hats as well. And that makes sense. As long as they can't walk and move around, just make sure that they are covered and away from the sun. Absolutely. And just a, another uh, note, which is very important, is that one blistering sunburn before the age of 18 doubles your risk of malignant melanoma later in life. One blistering sun. Wow. So we need to protect children because we know that most of the sun that we get in terms of our lifelong exposure is before the age of 18. Lisa, do you think we've moved past that whole adage that, well, if you get a burn, it gives you a good base and then you can tan better? I, I think I think we're past that. I, I would hope that we're past that. Mm. I mean, I, I, as a dermatologist, though, I, I can't tell you. Every day I see everyone coming into my clinic, and many people still have tans. It does look so, a little. Di- it does look different, though. I'm I'm starting to notice in the last couple of years when you see people who have heavy tans, it almost is like, whoa, that doesn't look right anymore. Yeah, and, and actually, it's uh, it, it's nice to see that we're finally getting the message out there. I mean, as dermatologists, I always uh, tell my patients, you rarely see a dermatologist with a tan. Yeah, so that's a good sign. Um, yeah. All right, so when we're looking at ingredients, here's the other thing that bugs me. A lot of them have alcohol in them, and I find my skin dries out when I'm putting that sunscreen on. Have you ever had issues with that or noticed that I, I try to find some sunscreen that doesn't have alcohol in it? Well, I, the interesting thing about sunscreens is there there are multiple vehicles. So there are some people, for example, who like creams, and some people who like lotions, and there are sprays. Mm-hmm. 
So the sprays are actually very good. So the ones that you're talking about with alcohol are actually very good for uh, teens with acne mm. who do have the excess, they have more oil production to combat the dryness. So teens with acne and also uh, men on hair bearing areas. Because you can imagine trying to put a cream on a, an area that's quite hairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's difficult. So it'd be good for those people. For people who tend to have uh, skin that tends to be a little bit drier, then they should look for more like a lotion or a cream. Yeah. Well, I've even found some lotions have alcohol. When you start to, and especially, you almost have to be a certified dermatologist or a pharmacist to be able to read the ingredients on some of these lotions. That also it drives me crazy. Right, and I always I always tell my patients that before they buy something, they should actually test it on their skin. You know, do they like the texture? Do they like the smell? Do they like the consistency? So as opposed to buying, a, you know, a tube of something that you don't like, make sure you test it first. There's also this issue of expiry dates, and because I tend to buy a whole bunch and maybe I haven't used it for a while, I think, oh, okay, it, it expired a year ago. Am I still okay to use that? Well, yeah. If there's nothing else in your house and you're looking at a product expired a year ago, I would definitely use that product. Right. Uh, because really, it, it's not like it turns into a different type of compound. It just means it's less effective and not guaranteed to be, you know, what it's tested at because they will test it, um, you know, any, any manufacturer will test it. But really, in terms of the way it degrades, it might go from like 100% to 99% to 98%. So it's not like it becomes, you know, 0% at, mm-hmm. at a year. Okay. Uh, is there ever a concern that some people just say with so many different reports out there on uh, the health and the safety of or the environmental impact of sunscreens, do you ever have concerns that people just say, I'm not going to use any? You know, I do, and that's the biggest concern because in your lifetime, you are more likely to get skin cancer than all other cancers combined. Wow. So just let that kind of sit for yeah. a minute. So your risk of getting, you know, a non-melanoma skin cancer is probably around 20% in your lifetime. And, and some studies in Australia said that a, your risk of getting a precancerous spot was between 60 and 70%. What do you look for? Because that's the other thing people, they might be walking around and don't even realize they have uh, melanoma. So what I tell people is, is in terms of melanoma skin cancer, anything on your skin that is new or that has changed. So that means a change in size, shape, color, or border. Hmm. And it doesn't go away. And now are we talking like raised moles or because... We're talking anything because skin cancer can be flat, it Mm. can be raised, it can be scaly, it can be flaky, um, it can be red. So I basically tell my patients anything that doesn't heal. So usually if you scratch yourself or you have a patch of, of eczema, it usually heals in a few weeks and it's gone. If something doesn't heal, it doesn't go away or it's changed or it's new, it needs to be assessed. Even with my just aging freckles? Absolutely. And, and once, so once a, once a year, you should have a good skin check, which means someone is looking at you in, in total at your back, at the areas you can't see, checking your scalp. Those are all, all other areas to look at. And then you should check your moles once a month. And what you would do is stand in front of a, a full length mirror, take all your clothes off, take a good look, look for anything that's new or anything that's changed. So ultimately, make sure you cover up, wear sun protection factor clothing if you can, um, and then you make your choice of what kind of sunscreen you're going to wear, but make sure you're wearing something. 
Absolutely. Lisa, thanks for the reminder. My pleasure. Have a nice summer. Thanks, Lisa Kellett. She is a certified dermatologist. And I really, I, I get kind of bleary-eyed when I'm reading some of the labels thinking, wait, now we got to watch out if you're going, if you go to some tropical place and you've got to make sure that that oxybenzone isn't in there. Lisa's saying she still, there are some questions as to whether or not those reports that came out a few months back, if they have had enough uh, peer review to them. But, you know, I think at some point people just say, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't wear anything if I'm, it's going to be hard on the environment. But uh, because even then I thought, okay, zinc oxide, you know, I know it's sticky as heck and, or the, she mentioned the other one, titanium oxide. But even then you read another report that they say there could be concerns to the environment. So I, I, I'd hate to have someone say, I'm not going to wear any sunscreen. I think you got to make sure that you're covered up in some way, especially because we don't get out in the sun very much, although this summer has been great. But we know we love when we've got the sun shining when you live where we do because winter hangs around a long time, but you still have to be sun smart. 403-974-8255. I've got a number of texts coming in on that topic. I'll share some of those with you and I'll throw something else out after this.